Last time I talked about how to find a six-figure opportunity in sales. This, this podcast is part two, going over how to be successful in that opportunity. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. All right, so last time, quick review, we talked about how to find a good company for sales and that can provide you an opportunity for six figures. And there, there's a ton of those out there, but this time I want to be able to jump into the nitty gritty on certain skill sets. They're gonna help you be successful. So just a reminder, you need to find a company, and you haven't listened to the last episode, go listen to it, it's gonna help build context for this. But, but really quick, there are plenty of six figure, sales, account executive, whatever opportunity you wanna call them, at the end of the day, what you're doing is taking somebody's product and presenting that to someone that needs that product so they can buy it, right? That you're that middle person, which we call sales or persuasion or whatever you want to call it. And you need to look for somewhere that has consistent results in their salespeople and consistent delivery of their product. If you, if you can do that, the opportunity's there, right? There are a lot of people out there that just are trying to get their way and get ahead and they're, they're desperate for salespeople, uh, but they don't have a specific system and path to that place. If you're new, you need to find someone that has so someone that has a path that's already plowed and laid out, so you can learn the basics, get your feet under you, and then and then move forward from there. So we're talking especially to people that are looking for new opportunities that aren't quite there there yet that need some education. And again, if you're already there, great. Hopefully, there's some tips and strategies you can use to help you get better. If not, this is something you could share with someone else and say, hey, if this is what you're looking for six-figure opportunities, here's some specific tips and strategies to help you find one, all right? But today we're talking about once you're in that opportunity, what are the keys to success, right? And so I, I've worked with hundreds of salespeople and dozens of organizations, and there's a few things that are common throughout all of them of people that are successful and people that are fa- that fail. And the, these things are like the simplest things, the simplest tactics, but people miss the boat all the time, especially news people because they're they're completely like out of the loop, right? So then again, last time I related to finding a good company, like finding a good school for like a dentist or doctor, and they look for certain things, you know, what are the, what's the success rate post-school, you know, what's what have people gone on to do after they got school here? What's the certifications you offer? In sales, it's very, very similar. There's certain, when you get into school, there's things that, for a, well, for a doctor dentist, there's things that make a certain doctor dentist successful, right? They do their homework on time. They put in the hours, they show up. That's very, very similar to what it's like in sales. Here are the things you need to do when you get into that opportunity, they're gonna make you successful. And some of them are pretty counterintuitive, so, so pay attention. Because if you don't get these right, you will almost 99% of the time fail. Probably 100% of the time. All right, first thing you need to do is find out who is successful in that company in sales and model their behavior, 
Okay, hopefully it's ethical. <laughs> if it's not ethical, you probably need to find a different opportunity. Um, but model, I should say that, model ethical behavior of others that are successful, right? Because there are some people that are successful that cheat. Let's just, let's just call that out for what it is. But you need to model their behavior. And this is the, this is the kicker. Here's the, here's the hard part. And then we're kind of going to dive into this. Just as important as modeling the behavior of other successful people you need to ignore the people that are loud but not successful. So every sales team has it. I, I've been to thousands of sales meetings over the years. And oh my goodness, there are always the talkers. Salespeople are always talkers. And there's some talkers that can walk the talk, 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 walk, walk. There's others that just do the talking and they don't do jack squat. And it's interesting to see when I, I'll, I'll sit in a room and I'll see the new salespeople, I'll see the, the little more veterans and there's some veterans that are really successful and there's some veterans that are just getting by and the new people can't tell the difference. They just hear all this stuff and they're taking notes like crazy and they're taking notes of the bad people just as much as they are as the good. And that bad behavior or that inefficient behavior is going to be just as important to your success as the, as the good advice and as it or ju just as impactful, not as important, just as impactful, but in a negative way. So literally when you go to a sales meeting or sales training or whatever, you will see people that are new and they're going to want to contribute so bad, but they don't have any numbers to back them up. It doesn't for me, and this is a little extreme. I get it for me. It doesn't matter what the advice is. If that person puts a low number up on the board. I shut them out. I shut everything they say out. It doesn't matter. Okay? Just, just completely ignore it. Not that that person doesn't have value. Not that it isn't. There, there, and again, I'm not saying you shouldn't provide value. You shouldn't try. Because trying to, like, teaching is part of the learning process. Okay? But in terms of what I accept as my gospel, I'm only going to look for what successful people do. And I'm only going to model their behavior and their advice. That's it. And that's what, again, this is when you're just first beginning, all right? And I'm going to ignore everything else. I know that sounds really harsh, but your commission sales and your livelihoods on the line. So you got to be, you got to draw a hard line. You got to be disciplined. And part of that discipline is just ignoring people that aren't successful. This also applies to people outside that are telling you commission sales is a scam or this isn't going to work. You're not good enough. Like, oh my goodness, you know how many people I know that are well off, that, that have made fortunes and their livelihoods off commission sales? A ton. And guess what? They don't listen to all those people, right? I, I just, this is a funny example, but to bring back in real estate here, I know someone that doesn't own a lick of real estate and they always talk about how bad it would be to have real estate is just bad. You can't make any money doing real estate because renters just destroy homes and it's a headache and, and you have all these things to do. And, and guess what? That person's not doing very well off because guess all they see is the problems. They're just see the skeptics and they listen to the skeptics. And so guess what? They're not successful financially. Okay. Not that they're not successful in other parts of their life, but they're not successful financially because they listen to the naysayers. So just shut it out. You got to shut all that stuff out. All right. And then you got to let in all the success. You got to follow the behaviors of someone else, even if it feels really awkward. Like for example, I knock doors. When I knock doors, first thing I do is I knock the door and I walk away. I turn away from the door. 
not completely away. And I just ignore the person until they say hi to me. And it is the most awkward thing ever. And especially for new people that come out with me, they are just wet in their pants. They're so scared. And they're just like, sorry, sorry. He's, he's busy. He'll get to you in just a second. Like they interrupt every time. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Like this is a skill set I've developed and trained and, and learned from other people that if I ignore them and they say hi to me first, it breaks their preoccupation. It sets up for a good relationship and we're good. You know, it's like, that's a specific skill I use, even though it doesn't seem like it works. It works. Cause guess what? I'm successful. I put up big numbers. So just follow it. Okay. I think I've beat the head that, that, that horse dead. Okay. So <laughs> next one, um, is th- this is your key to being a very, very, very good salesperson. Okay. These next three steps, these three steps will make or break your career, especially in higher ticket sales. All right. You ready for it? You are a matchmaker, not a snake oil salesperson. Okay. I, I want, I, again, no one's going to label themselves as a snake oil salesperson, but 80% of snake of salespeople are snake oil salesmen. Okay. Here is why. What is the difference between a matchmaker and a snake oil salesperson? One is a cure all and one is a cure some. Okay. So, you know, those salespeople that pitch the world, that overpromise, right? They're so desperate for the sale. That sale, that product will take care of every problem in their life. There is nothing wrong with it and it works. That is a snake oil salesperson. And where do I get this from? It's because I've studied the tactics of, of people that sold medicines in the 1800s and they sold cure-alls. And that's why we get the term snake oil salesperson is because they sold this stuff, these, these medical products that were cure-alls. And that still practice is still evident today among salespeople because they're so desperate to get the sale. They'll say anything they need to do to get the sale. It's a cure-all versus a matchmaker. Okay, a matchmaker figures out what the client wants, figures out if the product even matches what they want, and offers suggestions and lets the buyer decide. They just say, here's this. This is what I have to offer. This is what you said you wanted. Do these match? If they do, great. If they don't, that's okay too. I'm not going to ask you for the sale then. Matchmaker versus a a snake oil salesperson. So here's the three steps to be a good matchmaker versus a snake oil salesperson. Okay. Step number one, listening is your most important skill. All right. And I'm not just talking about listening with your ears. I'm talking about listening with your eyes, watching the client's body language, seeing what they're saying to you. All right. You have to listen. What do they want? What, what are they, what are they coming at you with? Are they hesitant? Are they trusting? Are they like hurried? Are they calm? Like all those things factor into how you talk to that person. And listening is literally your most important skill. And is the skill that most salespeople suck at. Because like I said before, they're talkers. Salespeople are talkers. They like to, they like to be, feel significant. They want to feel like they're bringing value, which is a good thing. But if you don't listen, you can't bring any value. All right? The second most important skill. So listening is the most important skill. The second most important skill is asking questions and be a li- better listener. <laughs> First skill, listening is your most important skill. Second skill is asking asking questions to listen better. <laughs> I know that seems like, well, isn't that the first one? No, 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 it's, it's a little different. 
You need to be really good at making people talk, not talking. The more someone talks is the more they'll talk themselves into a sale. The more you talk, you'll talk them out of a sale. So asking really good questions is how you be a better listener. What brings you in today? What, why are you talking with me? What are you hoping to get out of this? What were you, this is a better one. What were you hoping to get out of coming today, coming here today or having me come over here today? You know, what, what's your ideal outcome? Paint me a picture of after you get this product, what does the ideal outcome look like? Why did you say that? Why is that important to you? You know, what can I clarify more? Those types of questions get people talking. When people are talking, they're going to sell themselves, right? So first skill, the most important skill is listening. Second most important skill is asking questions list better. And I might sneeze because I have a sneeze coming on. So just if I sneeze, I'm sorry, because um, we're on a roll here. The third skill. So first skill, listening. Second skill, asking questions listen better. The third skill is letting the customer know you're listening. <laughs> And retelling the story they told you. <laughs> As you can tell, listening is very important. So this 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 is where you do some talking. Is you're letting the customer know you're listening. So whatever they say, telling it back to them in, in a, or paraphrasing it for them so they know you're listening. And the instant you do that, the instant they, they feel this. This person loves and cares about me. If you want to build good rapport, just listen. Good rapport is not about freaking talking about what's whatever. You know, it's like, oh, like most people think good rapport is them talking. No, no. Good rapport is you listening. And if you listen, people will tell you what's important to them. And then if you just say that must this and this and this and this must be really important to you. Did I get that right? They'll be like, yeah, this person understands me, empathizes with me. I trust that person. I trust someone that's like me. It's such an easier way to do things than talk, 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 which is what 80% of salespeople do. The 20% that crush the 80-20 rule, they listen and they let the customer know they're listening by reiterating what they said. And this is the coolest close, guys. This is the best close. After you've listened to what the customer says, you just tell them back what they said. And then you say, it sounds like, so So for example, I do, let's, let's say it's the notorious car sales person right? Who's their talker, talker, talker. If you went into a car dealership and someone just listened to everything you want and said, it sounds like you want a car that's safe. That's doesn't require a lot of maintenance. It's going to last you a long time. So you don't have to go through this prop car buying process again. Did I get that right? And they'll be like, yeah, you did. Cool. Well, here's what we'll do. Let's test drive this thing called a Prius. <laughs> and you tell me if it matches those expectations you had and they'll take it for a test drive. They'll say, yes, it matches those expectations. And here's what you do. You just tell them you're listening. So you told me that you wanted so such and such, such features in your, in the product. And I showed you that we have such and such features in the product. What do we need to do to move forward? And that close <laughs> will get them. They'll, they'll literally think, what do you need to move forward? And they'll, they'll, they'll close themselves. Well, I just need, they'll, they'll tell you exactly what they need. I just need time. I need paperwork. I need to know the price. I need to know this. And then you give it to them and say, I gave you all that. Let's move forward. And they'll move forward because it's a very, very consultative, like two-way communication close. Okay. So again, this is for new salespeople. 
These are skills you can, need to have eyes wide open going into because most people don't train on this. It, it's, it's talk, 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 talk. Learn, 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 learn all the product and tell people about how amazing it is. Guess what? People don't care. People care about, is this going to make me feel good or is this going to take away pain? If you can solve those two things, whoo, you're good. And if you can empathize with them, they trust you and you solve those two things, you're going a very long way, sir. All right. So to review, if you're new, if, if you want to make six figures, what are the skills you need to do, have to be able to get there? Well, first, just model people that are successful. That's the easiest way to do it. And also that also in, implies ignoring people that aren't successful. All right. And then part two is you're a matchmaker, not a sales, snake oil salesperson. How are you a good matchmaker? Step one, you listen. Step two, you ask questions to be a better listener. Step three, you let the customer know that you're listening and you reiterate what you what they're telling you. And then you close them on that. It's so simple. I know, I know like there's all these things you can talk about and all these skills, but if you just get those basics down, it's such a shortcut. There's so much less headache you'll have to go through to, to learn and, and be good at sales. Literally, I can sell almost any product right now without knowing jack squat about it just because I know those skills and I, I've practiced them for years and I can just talk to people and I don't need to know the product. I just need to know what that person wants and needs and I need to know some basics that the product can fulfill that person's needs. If it does, close, end of story. Um, such an easier way to do sales, guys. Hopefully that gives you some value today. If it does, please share it. And thank you so much for listening. And again, if there's people out there you know that could benefit from this, please share it. If you're, if you're a manager, you're running sales teams, Share this with, this will be an awesome training you could use in a training meeting or, or to new sales reps. We'll talk to you guys later and have a good one.